Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Delvin. On Lonebox Crusade, you know me as the Dark Web. But in real life, I recently lost one of my childhood friends. His name was Marlon Levert. Went by Blue. And he was a very special person to me. Taught me just a whole lot about music and life and humor. And as a teenager, I was worried about stuff like if people would care about me reading comic books and he was one of the people, I, I was fortunate, all of my friends were super supportive, but I count Blue as one who was also actively just interested in reading comic books too. He meant a lot to me, and I want to dedicate Crusademus to him, just because I know this is the type of stuff that he would love listening to, and I absolutely hope that he gave one of our shows a listen at one time. But trust me, everyone, this has a happy ending. Love your loved ones. Love the people who aren't your loved ones too. Give them a little bit. And just just like Casey Kasem used to say back in the day, take care of yourself and each other. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2021, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. Um. The first day of Christmas my true love sent to me A partridge in a pear tree On the second day of Christmas my true love sent to me Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the third day of Christmas my true love sent to me Three French hens Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas my true love sent to me Calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five gold five rings, golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a laying, five gold five rings, golden rings, four calling birds. Three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, eleven Spidey's girling. Hello, and welcome to the eleventh day of the Twelve Days Crusade Miss for 2021, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The Twelve Days of Crusade Miss is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus, we'll bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our holly jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I am your host for this 11th day of Crusademus, Delvin Williams, a.k.a. The Dark Web, a.k.a. The gladdest night before Christmas. And here are the three Christmas tips joining me for today's Unwrapping. Let's start off with the founder of the Longbox Crusade. His name is Pat Sampson. Some call him DJ Christados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas and Christmas Eve, Delvin. This is Christmas Eve today. Can you believe it? Man, oh, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Speaking about pips, I brought some pipes. <laughs> if you guys aren't uh, interested, if you guys are interested, I brought my eleven pipes of piping. Been smoking them, so I want to pass them that around. Explains the song. <laughs> <laughs> and the odor. 
<laughs> he was feeling it. Sometimes you, you move after you've been smoking on the, on the pipe too long. <laughs> hey, what's in the pipe's in the pipe. Just smoke it. Just smoke it, man. Just smoke it. It's holiday. We ain't got to work oh, tomorrow. It's Christmas holiday. day. Call it yeah. holiday spice. Absolutely. Yeah. Pa- pass one of those 11 pipes of pipe into me. Oh, yeah. But before, awesome. be- before I get to it, I should get to Jason Albrecht, a.k.a. the Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas, Jason. Well, thank you, Delvin. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody here. I hope that everybody's been good this year and, and you know, we get some presents under the tree. And if you like my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. Hey, boys, what you doing? Mary Jane. Hey, Mary Jane. Every time I'm trying to give my intro, you come in here and interrupt me. Nobody want to listen to you, Whistle Biscuit. What's everybody doing? Hey. I got a question for you. Do, do you guys think I was good this year? And, and I'll get some presents maybe this year? Are you asking us uh, individually or? Uh, <laughs> you know what? The heck with you guys. I'll tell you what. Uh-oh. I, I'm going to get some presents. They may not be my presents. <laughs> they may be your presents. But I'm getting presents. Give me one of those pipes. Here, here you go. Thank you, Krispy Kreme. Everybody have a good holiday and uh back to you whistle past the graveyard i don't i don't know what to call you jeez man you get you guys need to man up i don't know if you want my body and you think in fairness i've been hiding her welfare checks all year and i wrapped them in a box to give to her as christmas friends so (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i don't know if they're valid after 90 days (laughs) (laughs) oh well it's because this could go badly then so I have like the last three months of welfare checks. Uh, <laughs> I'll give her one of the special pipes and maybe we can just kind of call get it her even. By. Yeah. I don't. Absolutely. You know what? That sounds like tomorrow's problems, but we're we're on today and we also have one more host to introduce. That would be Jared Albrecht, aka the yard sale artist, also known as Death Probe. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas. Occasionally the Christmas probe, and yeah, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Oh, man, I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm pretty sure my parents ordered me that brand new Sky Striker that Hasbro's putting out. And uh, I'm looking forward to receiving that. Um, Me too, because I'm sure they got two, you know, because they have two sons. (laughs) Anyways, I've brought, as usual, a Christmas-themed joke. Go for it. Why was the advent calendar so nervous? Why is that? Because he knew his days were numbered. Oh my Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. <laughs> Pat, sing the song. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I need all of y'all to do a shuffle dance real quick. You know, like the pips would do. Heck yeah, we got everybody in a great mood. And so as you heard in the singing intro, today is 11 Spiders Girling, which means we're unwrapping... Girl number one from 1998, published by Marvel Comics. For a brief history of the series and the creators, if you ever needed a reason to read the What If series for Marvel or watch the new What If series that came out based on the MCU, this might be it. Sometimes some really cool ideas spawned from it. Such was the case with May Mayday Parker, first introduced in What If Volume 2, Issue 105 from early 1998. May was the teenage daughter of Peter and Mary Jane Parker, 
which most likely is the baby that Pete and Mary Jane had in the real Marvel Universe, was kidnapped by Norman Osborn and will never, ever be seen again, ever. Anyway, May was the creation of Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends with the costume by Mark Bagley. And she inherited the spidey powers of Pete, who is now a detective with a prosthetic limb from a cataclysmic battle with Green Goblin. Spider-Girl became the longest-running superhero book with a female lead character, published by Marvel, with the initial run going 100 issues. Some of the reasons I love the book, Tom DeFalco knows how to write Spidey, being a former writer of Amazing Man. Pat Olive does a great job in bringing the MC2 universe and Spider-Girl's world to life. May Parker is absolutely put through the paces of being a superhero, but throughout the heaviness and darkness, there's always a ray of light that shines through, which is exactly what you would expect from the world of Spider-Man. So to the group, has any of you ever read a Spider-Girl comic? I'm sure the answer is yes, but I still have to ask. Pat, have you ever read any Spider-Girl? I have not, so this is a first for me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, awesome. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. Nice. Well, what about you, Jason? You know, I'm going to keep the surprises rolling. I've never read an issue either. This is my first one. Well, watch out now. I know, I know, Jared, Jared, surely you're about to ruin, you know, this potential reading rainbow, yes? Yeah, I consider it ruined, yes. Okay, Uh, okay. You know, uh, my wife, the uh, Mrs. Christmas Probe, (laughs) she uh, was a big (laughs) fan of this series back in the day. I think we might have a full run. I've certainly read some Spider-Girl from this era, and I am familiar with its goodness. Awesome. And just as a side note, Mrs. Christmas Probe somehow sounds worse than just Christmas Probe. <laughs> what, what can you do? Such is her lot in life. What if you call her, <laughs> you call her Lady Christmas Probe? Nope. 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 Still bad. <laughs> no improvement. <laughs> now for a quick summary of this particular issue. May has a lot going for grades, basketball, friends, and a cute guy to like her. But she's got that all-too-familiar Parker sense of leaping into action. Pete tries to stop her by getting rid of all of his costumes, but May is her father's son and makes sure to stash a pair of web shooters. What starts as her innocently protecting her dad quickly lands in her fighting the new villain, Mr. Nobody. A pawn for the kingpin, and oh boy, the action is just beginning. So, gentlemen, what did y'all think of the issue? We'll start with Jason. I really liked it. I wasn't sure what to expect going in. I didn't know if this was going to be kind of an Elseworld story, uh, like you said, a what if, what if story, or if this was set in the main universe. But however it was structured, and it seems like it went for a while, according to Jared, this first issue was a really good first issue. I was listening recently to our Blue Beetle episode and we talked a little bit about the things that you really need to have to make a first issue work mm-hmm. and I think this issue really demonstrated that it had a very interesting character had a very interesting villain coming out of the gate the action sequences looked really good you know I'll just highlight one of my favorite moments in the book is when she's at basketball practice and she taps into those powers and you can tell she loves it. She loves feeling those powers and being able to move instinctively and, and do those things. And then afterwards, she feels guilty because she's like, okay, I'm showing everybody up on the court. But they, I have these secret powers that they, they don't have. And I think that was a very interesting moment and a good insight into the character. So great first issue as far as I'm concerned. 
Nice. Appreciate that. Let's go with Jared. Jared, what do you think, man? Didn't read it. Understood. Pat, moving on. No, no, no. I, right, the, Jared right. does that. He's kidding, folks. He's kidding. Every year. Every, even I'm sick of it. Every <laughs> wow. So anyway, folks. The book time you realize that. Oh, just for that? Just for one more year. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> one more year of this. No, Jason's right, man. This is a really fun book. It's got really good art. It's easy to see why this was sort of the surviving title from the M2 universe. Just has a lot going for it. I mean, what it does is it leaves you with all the right questions. Like, hey, I, th- I want to see how Pete lost his leg, you know? And mm-hmm. and uh, it's definitely interesting to see Mary Jane momming it up when in Chronicles we're watching Mary Jane the party girl. So it's kind of mm-hmm. neat to see the, yeah, the transition, but- the difference, you know? The only thing that ever made me laugh about it was like, we're going to make Peter Parker look older with <laughs> giving him a goatee. <laughs> Uh, and gray hair. It's a gray, too. A little gray, okay. Little gray but I was always like, I don't know about Pete. That. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about Pete that, in that uh, goatee. I, basically, goatees are dumb is what I'm saying. What? Anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just yep. got that. What? I think that's enough from Jared. He's going back on mute. <laughs> Pat's coming off of mute, and he's going to tell us what he thinks about Spider-Girl. Hmm, let me stroke my goatee here and just say, Please boy, yes. you got mm, some explaining to do, Death Probe. Anyway, yeah, just like Jason, I was pleasantly surprised with this. Uh, art was awesome. I like the little twists that they've made on this, you know, the Spider-Man story that we all know and love. You get to see a quick reasoning of how it happens. I like the quick recap of her origin and then... Just getting into it, like Jason said, her having to deal with these changes that are going on and not being able to, one, tell anybody besides her parents. Obviously, they know kind of what's happening and they don't want her to go down the same path that Peter went because of what happened to him. And it's like, yeah, what happened to him? How did he lose his leg? What's going on here? And the M2 universe, it's been a while. I think I have like Juggernaut number one, maybe two. And what I liked about the cover is I noticed that they had Spider-Girl prominent. Mm-hmm. And then next to her was Juggernaut. And that looked to me like that was his pose from the first cover of Juggernaut. Yeah, I, I could help you out with that a little bit. Thanks to whomever did the wiki entry mm-hmm. to refresh my memory. The whole idea of the M2 universe, it was spawned from the same what if that May mm-hmm. Parker was a part of. And it was initially designed to go 12 issues for everybody. And it did. J2, which is what uh, the kid juggernaut was called. His book went 12 issues. And A Next, that was another one. Uh, The new team of the Avengers. There's one more that I'm blanking on. Maybe. I can't remember. But I know those two. And they lasted those 12 issues. But Spider-Girl did so good, they decided to continue the run. So... Anything, I think they may have, uh, those characters may have come back into Spider-Girl, but the M2 universe didn't necessarily take off like it was, or I think a better way of putting it is Marvel actually stuck to its guns and said it was going to go 12 issues and kept it at 12 issues for once. So either way you want to look at it, Pat. All right. Well, good. Thanks for that information. Was Fantastic Five the other book? That's what I want to say. I think so. They They did mention Franklin in here, so... I would assume he was. I, I read some issues of that, and I, I kind of liked it. Hmm. 
I have a couple of those A next. I found them like in a quarter bin and and grabbed them. I had no idea that they were part of this universe though. So this is this is uh, interesting to me. Yeah, in a way, it was kind of like an ultimate universe attempt before ultimate yeah. universe. If you think about it. And yeah. again, maybe I think for a year run, I think I think it was good and I think that they were trying to make it appeal to kids more than necessarily the adults too so they had that direction going yeah interesting very interesting because i think like you said this one was really good that it had that great story going on um very familiar but with little twists here and there that i found interesting i'm like i had to kind of double take and think about the spider-man story and go oh yeah okay i can see what's going on here and i like how she's now trying to protect her dad mm-hmm. you know that 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 little plot twist of where he failed to protect uncle ben she's now trying to protect peter and yet we see him being he works for the police department so i think that's really cool that he's still tr- fighting crime but in a different way yep and it, uh, and to me that tracks with pete you know like yeah. he is not physically able to be spider-man anymore Injured, has to have a prosthetic limb, but he still wants to continue and he uses his skills being a detective, which is kind of a cool twist. Anything else, Pat? uh, Just some of the other characters that they brought in here. um, They start to, you know, build that world around May, all her other friends. And you you see the the similarities again as we start to kind of go through it. But it's kind of some of it is kind of flipped now. And then who's all behind what's happening here and why is interesting um, you know, you see the nobody, and I thought his gimmick was kind of cool that he was kind of just being able to kind of teleport from back and forth here and there. Mm-hmm. But then you see who's really driving him to do what mm-hmm. he's doing. Interesting. Always the kingpin. Always right. He's always got mm-hmm. his hands in in some nefarious business. Always. Cool. And at the risk of going too long, I also really like that. When she is first experiencing the spider sense, we've talked about that so many times, how some writers are more inconsistent with the spider sense power with Spider-Man. I thought it was really cool here how the spider sense in May and Peter go off at the same time. Peter's able to, to zero in on where the danger is, and she's she just knows there's danger, but she, she in her inner monologue, she admits, I, I don't quite understand how this works yet. And so I thought that was really a good aspect of it where it focused on the spider sense and kind of gave it some parameters there. And I like how they used, Jason said, her monologue. You know, this the story is kind of from her point of view and it being told, you know, you don't just see thought bubbles. It's just more of her her thoughts in a box telling it as it went. And I thought that really helped tell the story more, move it along. <laughs> Yeah, I remembered it as soon as I opened the book, that second person narration that Tom DeFalco chose. It's very unique. You don't see that very often in in comic books. And that was something that they kept up the entire time, almost as if you were the hero, you know? And Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a cool twist. Yeah. Now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? We'll go back to Pat. Pat, what would you rate your interest in Spider-Girl and, and reading more? 
Boy, you know, I've been sitting at a 10 on this as I thought about it. But I really think as I hear more discussion with Jared and Jason and more information from you, I'm going to move this to an 11 because I, I think I'm really interested in learning more about May, May Day Parker here and, and her story. I think it just it pulled me in from the beginning, maybe with that second narrative that made mm-hmm. me feel like I'm coming along with her on this ride. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's go to Jason. Jason, what would you rate it? Well, breaking it down, humor, heart, spectacle, and art, I'm going to lead off right away and say the low point I'm going to give is the humor. I really miss that Spider-Man witticism. There's even a point in the book where she says, this is where my dad would have been cracking jokes. And, you know, I'm not about that. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> There's some jokes and jokes and jokes and jokes. <laughs> so I'm going to give that one a one. But as far as heart, come on, man. It's a Spider-Man book. It's going to be a three. She's already demonstrating a, a lot of heart, a lot of interest in the character, the family dynamic, the school dynamic. I'm going to go all in at a three. Uh, spectacle, really liked it. Great action sequence between her and was Mr. Nobody, I believe, was the villain. Yes, sir. I thought that was really well laid out. And that leads us right into art. I'm going to give that one another three as well. You know, this isn't like a Jim Lee book. But the art style really worked for, I think, the story, and it laid out the action so well. The action sequences were clean. The environments looked good. Characters were well drawn. So I'm going to go all in on a three there as well. And then, of course, you know, if you bring the energy and you did, I'll throw in another candy cane, and I believe that will match Pat's 11 with an 11 of my own. Well, dang, that is fantastic, y'all. I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it. We will wrap it up with the Christmas probe himself, Jared Albert. It's a four. It's a four. Spider-Man, not (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Girl. Little Anchorman reference for you there. And and there's Laurel walking out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Oh, no. It's, uh, I mean, you guys know how I do it. I rate it just like Jason, four different categories that go, uh, uh, Pete, Ray, Egon, and Winston. Uh, those are Ghostbusters. Anyways, the way I do it is like, if I give it a 12, that means I'm going to run out and kind of buy it and get it hardbound. And so that's kind of weird because we already have them all, you know? <laughs> but I really, really like it. You know, put me on Team 11. I think it's a great book. I think everybody out there should try it. I mean, it's just, it's a fun book to have right there on your nightstand. When you get done reading your dark and depressing books that uh, Jason brings to Crusaders. You pick up Spider Girl. You have good time. Lady Baltimore was a good book. (laughs) I think I'd rather read Lady Christmas Probe. I'll I'll see what you can do about that. (laughs) Well, dang. Three elevens. That is the highest book I've ever had uh, brought to Crusaders. So uh And it's the eleventh day too, so wow. Yep, all 11s for the 11th day of Crusaders. I will give it an 11 too. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Call back. All right. Uh, We we can always dally long because we are Crusaders and that's what we do. But I need to give you one last recommendation for this series. It says 15 seconds or less, so someone time me. I personally think it's best or it's pleasant to know that even in the 1990s, you can find some good classic Spider-Man stories with a nice twist. Mayday Parker is very much her father's daughter, but very much her own person. Job well done by the team, in my humble opinion. How long was that? 
I was counting. It was like right at fifteen. Yeah. I was, I, if you I looked up the, on the screen, you would have seen me. I was doing fingers. <laughs> I think you were. I think you nailed it. Right. Once I got to ten, I was kind of hoping Pat would pick up the last hand of five, but he didn't. He didn't pick it up for it. <laughs> <laughs> on a roll today. I, I better go on an outro then. That will wrap up day eleven of the twelve days of Crusademus. Tomorrow is Christmas Day, y'all. I hope you're ready. I, I'm certainly ready. We love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, you gotta let us know what you think about it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Longbox Crusade, email contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus, but you didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you just wanna hear more Crusademus, you scroll far enough back in our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusademus Past from 2017 all the way to 2020. That is a lot of Crusademus. Thank you for listening, everyone. Please come back tomorrow. It is Christmas Day, and man, we made it one more year. It's awesome to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here at the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Chris Stados. Play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wiggly, 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 way. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Of our dear Savior's birth And long lay the world In sin and error pining Till he appeared And the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary for young
and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. We be jamming. We be jamming. We need some outtakes. And then I think there's a second book of short stories too that I got to... Stop drumming the table. We're not alive yet. If he can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason's <laughs> version is the best. Yeah, I thought, wait a minute, how did I go? <laughs> oh man, so easily amused. It's great. <laughs> <sighs>